0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Yo,
1: yo, yo. What's up, Jessica? Jessica? How are you? Uh, Today's a special show. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. All right. Today we've got, uh, it's just us. We're going to have kind of an open forum today. Uh, We've got Paul Pasolakis, myself. We've got Salvatore Cusmano. Good morning. Himself. Bradley Weisgerber. Uh, What up? What up, what up? And then we also have Chad really, The real deal. Really? You like that? really? Really?
2: I mean, all right,
1: guys. Uh, so today there are some things I want to talk about that are interesting. I think in the in the market, um, you know, there's a, a author at, at Housing Ware that did this write up on Zillow and how I actually like should probably embrace it, and it really made some good points. Um, we have some random questions that I printed out that we're going to ask each other. Uh, I also want to let everybody know that this show is dedicated to uh, Billy Kalunas. Colonus, our legal counsel. We love him. Uh, he's he's an amazing human and uh, he does a lot for us and I think uh, we should recognize that. Wow, Bill. Wow, so, Bill. You gotta have good counsel. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, so let's start the day off, guys, by saying, you know, uh, seeing how Chad is doing because Chad doesn't talk much. I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Happy
2: to be here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. You're like the silent partner that, that never shows up, but every once in a while you're here. I don't get the invite, you know, but so, so Oh,
1: man. Uh, all right. So I do want to get into this article by by, by Housing Wire. Um, so they basically wrote, listen, they're like, fun fact, Zillow received 25 million loan requests last year. Out of those 25 million, they only did like a handful, like like 4,000 actual loans through their company because everybody knows that they open up their own mortgage company, real estate agents. Well, not everybody, everybody knows. Well, every, yeah. like the, the conversation always is Zillow's going to, Take your job or take over, blah 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 blah. Well, th- what the argument here is, like, you better embrace Zillow because there's such a huge company. They're not going to be doing. They're they're basically building the the lending side of it to do the instant offers. That's really what they want to want to focus on. Yep. And, and, Sal, I think you're a great like example of this. Like, you get a lot of leads just from your profile on Zillow.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good platform to. Kind of show what you've done, right? You get client reviews. People typically, when looking for a house, go to Zillow first. How many people do you
3: think go to Zillow per month? Per month nationally? Yeah, probably. probably yeah. 20 million? 20 million. What do you think? Uh, per month? 60 million. 60 million. Chad.
2: I'd say that's a pretty good estimate. 70. 150
1: million. Jeez. 150. Talking on to the mic. Chad. I know it's your first time. Uh, <laughs> 150 million visitors per month. That's wild. That is wild. So pretending like they're not part of our ecosystem—that we've got to either, you know, you, you can try to fight them. You're not gonna—I mean, it'd be like trying to fight Amazon right now, right? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna—you're not gonna beat them, right? So even me, I've been on the other side for so long. It's like, f Zillow, f Zillow, like blah 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 blah. But this article made me kind of think of things differently. Like, like, like we should just embrace it and like live, learn how to live with it instead well, of trying to. I mean, yeah, you're not I think gonna the fight reality
0: them. is, is as an agent. Right, who typically is the one who's affected most business wise by Zillow, right? Right. Don't uh don't put all your eggs in one basket. So yeah, yeah. Just-
1: yeah listen to this listen to this stat. Zillow received twenty five million requests from borrowers asking to be paired with the lender in two thousand eighteen. Let's say assuming that those leads close at a two percent rate, that's five hundred thousand loans. They'll be consummated through Zillow with either their lending institution which they can't handle that many right, right. Mm-hmm. or they're going to get handed off to companies like us yeah uh so it's it's like that fear part of it even me dude i'm like oh zillow's gonna like really you know screw up screw everything up blah, blah blah they're gonna take our market share dude I, I, and this made me realize just differently like i i just
3: like just embrace it be, here's, here's the thing about everyone's scared about automation right machines are going to take our jobs everything's going to get automated Those people people are always scared about that yeah. but those are the same people that are acting like a machine at work they're on autopilot right everything's automation just going through the motions if you're scared about a machine taking your job don't act like a machine at work and go above and beyond don't be a machine right you gotta like Sal's Zillow profile didn't build itself that way Like he's a, he's a number one on Zillow for a reason because he reviews, worked at yeah, it right yeah. he didn't go on autopilot he reached out he he asked for the reviews. Sounds hey, like almost eighty perfect five star right? reviews, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's
0: yeah, there's people with hundreds. There's people with you know two, three. It's all what you make of it. It's like anything else, right? As right. a business, you could have the busiest hamburger place in the area, right? And uh, some people are like, "Well, I'm good. You know, I yeah. don't need to do that." But as things kind of uh, adapt to technology and whatnot, it's more advantageous to, to have yourself out there. So that's, that's the difference. Of,
3: that's the difference. I mean, you embraced it. You saw the technology. You don't want to get replaced by the automation. You embrace it and you're working with it. Mm-hmm. Someone that's just on autopilot themselves, not embracing it or going above and beyond, they're going to go away. Yeah, They're going to get replaced by it. Right. I mean, so,
1: I mean, basically the, the, this author, which I don't have
3: the name of, I'm sorry about that, but
1: uh, they said, you can ignore or hate this all you want, but don't pretend lending and real estate isn't being disrupted like every other industry before it. The disruption is going to have its way with all of us, whether we ignore it or not. You can put your head in the sand, but it's it's happening, right? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Why are you laughing? My head wouldn't fit in the sand. <laughs> What do you mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, a there's, a, I mean there's, there's a large head. I mean, yeah. they do have a big yeah. head, but um, so I don't know, man. I don't like it just for me personally. It's like it's always been like, oh, they're the, you know, the big bad wolf. But if you just mm-hmm. utilize what they have as opposed to like fighting it, I don't know, man. It just mm-hmm. I, I think like I just changed my perspective uh, on Zillow and actually like instead of like <laughs> pretending like they're the enemy, just embrace what we can get out of it. Right. And we struggle with this. We always struggle. with like, where do we put our reviews? Right, because like when you ask someone to do a review, or, or someone does a review, they can go to a lot of places. They can go to Google, Facebook, Zillow,
0: wherever it is. Right, and I'm always like, well, if we, if we well, put the, it on Zillow, the fear is, yeah, right. Zillow well, owns it. Zillow. Ends up doing something else. They could delete all their other lender profiles, whatever. But yeah. you know, it, it kind of is what it is. And what are you going to do about it? Right. You could put them all on Google, and Google could open a mortgage company in five years. Right. And then it's gone. So right, you know. It, we live in a world where we're controlled by a lot of uh, companies, outside forces, governments. I mean, there, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Yeah. Right. So just keep moving and quit complaining and get deals.
1: Look, the reality is, we are going to have a marketplace where there's going to be a one-stop shop where people. Call, there's going to be a marketplace for homes being bought and sold, like Open Door, Zillow, Instant Offers, iBuyer, all that stuff. That that is. There's so much money being pumped into that. That's going to happen. Um, I, but it's, it's like, there's still always going to be a market for, you know, the independent, for someone that doesn't want to do an instant offer. I mean, even real estate agents, you know, there's a market right now for for sale by owner. There's a for sale by owner, like take over and real estate agents are obsolete. No real estate agents are still thriving. If they provide value, it's all about, do you provide value? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. All right. I worry about you, man. You should. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just, I just thought it was interesting to like bring that up because I think it's just like like opposite of what i've been thinking for a while and you know i don't like to admit when i'm wrong but i kind of like agreed with the, this write-up yeah yeah all right move on okay we're gonna move on so we're gonna talk about uh rates a little bit but i wanted to get into these random questions we're gonna take about 10 minutes and just do random questions Sal, you okay with this yeah all right you
3: guys ready Shoot. Uh, Are other questions to indi- like individuals out here or what a,
1: uh... uh you know we can go around the room and just everybody can answer them oh okay you want, you want to go individually? I, I was just
3: curious what the questions were, but let's go. You, well, that's the whole you can't uh, know the question. Okay.
1: Um, all right. Um, after we finish this podcast, you won a lottery ticket for ten million dollars. What would you do? Ten million dollars. Chad, no. what Chad, what would you, what would you do if you walked out of here and all of a sudden you had ten million
2: dollars? I'd probably call Bill our attorney. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy yeah I, I don't know pay off everything go on a vacation yeah take you guys with me yeah you, i mean I would, you? I would i would expect a little chunk yeah i knew you would yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. i would expect something nice um that's something special yeah would you leave the business no 10 million is not enough money right really it's a lot of money man 20 i'd leave
1: Oh, 20 is the number
2: yeah, that you. Twenty. Okay. 20 that but up. Hopefully,
1: we never make twenty million because we could not live without you, buddy. I appreciate yeah. that. But <laughs> you're a liar, Brad. Twenty million bucks. What would you do with it? Twenty
3: million now. Oh, ten million. I'm sorry, ten million. Well, what's the first thing I would do? I would double check the ticket.
1: What? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Make sure I All actually right. scratched wah, wah. it properly. You
3: won. You won the ten million. That's I won the ten mean. million. I would. Um, I'd honestly probably just put it. Um, into three different accounts for my kids for school, and just continue keep, life keep like, continue like I never wanted. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you would spend, you'd buy some stuff. I don't think. I mean, I'd probably pay off some debt, but ten million, I'd spend. I'd it pay all. off. I pay off all my debt and put probably put the rest in savings for my kids for school. And and, continue your life as is, yeah, right? Yeah. Because you know I mean, that means you have. A pretty I mean, good ten million life. isn't. It's not like um. It's not enough to. It's, like, not, it's not fuck you money. Is it's not enough saying? to make me and my wife and all my kids set. Right. right. I'd still have to work. Okay, what would be the number that would make them all set? Hundred million?
1: Oh yeah. To, okay. <laughs> Sal, what would you do with ten million?
0: Uh, is it before or after tax? I mean, I guess either way, right? So <laughs> I would probably take before. A, um, but well, let's say before, right? So well, let's just say
1: you walk out with ten million. Let's just let's say money. I walk, yeah. With yeah, let's right. walk with ten. I walk with put Jesus. a million liquid,
0: a million liquid to, to play with, to spend and play and do whatever. Right? Yeah. You blow that. In probably a day. flip houses. <laughs> Yeah, I probably blow half of it in a day. Yeah. You for <laughs> sure would blow <laughs> half of it in a day. if you put nine million in the bank and got five percent on your money. Where do you find a five percent? Not right? in the bank, yeah, but what, in, the in, the yeah, five, right? in the market. That's yeah, what yeah. I in in the the mean. In invest nine million and average five percent. four hundred fifty grand a year. Yeah, I'd live yeah. off that and uh, probably invest, reinvest half of it. Right. Yeah. So two hundred twenty-five thousand a year for doing nothing. Yeah. Right? Do
2: you think you could keep nine million dollars in the bank?
0: If it's paying me four hundred fifty grand a year, yeah, it's pretty good,
2: man. Yeah, I think yeah, Sal could. That's a pretty good. Sal, 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 Sal can see. I don't different. think I could, so I don't know. Well, so you couldn't for sure.
3: So what I would do? Yeah, I'd be all about so it. it. Sal, Sal would be like, all right, it's free income. I'm going to leave that there, and I'm going to live off the rest, and I'm going to blow is, it all. This is think what I, I bought all it. the cars. <laughs> yeah, a
0: million. Well, I mean, you lease it four hundred fifty grand a year. I mean, that's a lot of money. Divide that. You I pay go taxes yeah.
1: on the on the capital gains, probably right. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're what the, on the interest income? Yeah, you do. Yeah.
0: Well, that's why I'd call my boy John and <laughs> yeah, figure something yeah, out. The but angels, huh? Man, whatever, we I mean, we're tonight. not we're not CPAs, but yeah, I mean, invest some of it and uh, live off the interest, and or fund other ventures with the interest.
3: Or I lied. One other thing I would do is I'd get my pilot's license. You should not be flying a fucking I, up I mean, plane, dude. I see you, you, how you say ride. that now until I have a pilot's license and I can fly you places. I'm not getting in a plane yeah, with you. bro. Can't. I Barely yeah, like yeah, getting in a car with you. There's there. no other cars or traffic in the air that I can hit. But there's there's the ground. <laughs> yeah. okay. So, D- John Dumber it, dude. Here's what I would do.
1: I would take I would take five million of it and invest the five million uh, wherever I want to do, and I would live off that. Get the two hundred thousand off that, whatever. I would take a million of it and invest in our business because I want. I would want to blow it up and like get all the nicest shit. I would everywhere. be out of the mortgage business, just so you know. No, I would not. I would not. I would I like be done. Did.
3: Okay. You're not allowed to play the lottery. Yeah, hopefully you, know, <laughs> you know what, we, need,
1: we need you, buddy. Um, and then the the other four million, I would I, I would literally I would want to have like a Shark Tank. Like, come to me with
2: your ideas. Let's let's figure out some businesses.
3: Like with four million bucks. You could, dude. You can do a lot with
1: four million, brother.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that's a little bit over my budget. I'm gonna have to see this yeah. one. Yeah, open yeah. up a puppet company. <laughs> right. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Next question. Uh, this
1: this one is gonna be start. We're gonna start with Sal on this one. What is your favorite '90s jam? Oh, cool. I don't know, man. No, that's a There's tough so one. many. Yeah, '90s jam. It's a tough question. You gotta be
3: more specific. Like what genre?
1: Whatever you want. It's dude. It whatever you whatever you're thinking. Like I'll tell you what mine is probably because it just I was like 16 years old it was 1996 I just got my license the first CD I threw in my car was Bone Thugs and Harmony bro East 1999 great album that's what I was jamming I was like I just wake it up, was the freest up, like imagine up. being in the car for the first time yeah, you're 16 years old you throw in Bone Thugs and you're just like. We have to get him up with the <laughs> – right? That's <laughs> so, a good one. That's me, man. That's a good one. That's me. Anybody man. else have anything?
2: I don't even know what I used to listen to. Like the Fugees were big then too. Ooh la la la. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I had a little Bone Thugs. Killing but... me softly. Yeah.
3: Killing me softly.
2: Man, I don't know. There's there's too Master many. P. Run DMC. That was the first CD I owned. That's terrible. First
1: CD, first CD I that's owned terrible. was Sir Mix-A-Lot uh my posse's on broadway that whole thing if anybody i was dude it was a like fr- a friend of mine in school gave it to me and i was like dude they're swearing i was like in like third grade
3: i think the first cd i owned was it was, the was a tape offspring. by the way offspring yeah i'm young hey, bro you're old the offspring The offspring
1: really? offspring well i got tape mine was actually a tape so oh, yeah. yeah that's how old i am sell so anything i know you're feverishly on your phone yeah. i know yeah. price <laughs> out loans <I> <laughs> So we can pay for the okay. podcast. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, next, a- these questions are absolutely random, by the way. So I did not pick these. Any advice for your previous boss? Pass, Pat. You are passing on that. Yeah, I think okay. we pass. Okay. I think everybody's passing. On that. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Um, w- with our business today, what concerns the what concerns you about our future, and what keeps you up at night?
3: Brad, go ahead. Uh, well, now I'm concerned that Sal's going to win the lottery one Yeah, day. totally. That's going to keep me up at night, so yeah. that
2: answers both questions. Yeah. All right, Chad. What Coffee keeps me up at night, but uh, I would say the biggest concern I have is probably just the market. You know, if the housing market were to dry up and interest rates jumped, it's going to make our business a little bit harder. Yeah. Right?
1: So well, That's pretty good. Sal, do you have any concerns? No.
0: No? Not about the future. No, futures, you
1: know, right? You have considered. the I mean, the hustlers past? <laughs> are always
2: going to be fine. No, right? it, you
0: know, I'm always concerned about the now, right? Like, where are we at? I mean, you can, in this business, you can really only see, I mean, you can speculate long term, right? But like, you can really only see what's going to happen the next 60, 90 days, right? So I worry about that, right? Where are we at on pre approvals? Where are we at on new business? Blah, blah, blah. Is June going to be light? Is June going to be heavy? So that's really all I think about because if, you speculate about the future, like you—you you you can easily get morbid quick. I mean, yeah, well, we're all right. going to die, so what's the matter, right? right? Yeah. So if you get too far out, yeah. yeah, who cares?
1: So I'm actually a little bit farther out than you, man. Like I—I I think about like what are the landmines in our business that we're not seeing? Like what, could, like what, what hole could we fall into that we're not seeing? Because like there are so many, like our business, real estate in general, have. I mean, there's so many different ways to make money, and they're, it's so lucrative at the same time. There are so many landmines. I mean, we could we could screw up a deal and have to buy back a loan tomorrow, and we would we would have to pay a lot of money, and that like that would be a huge problem. And it's like, okay, well, we need to hire to get to the like. There's all these different things that it's multifaceted. So I'm always worried. Like, what is the, the next problem that we have to solve coming up? Speaking of which, we got to talk for this. Well, about what? <laughs> no, shut up, dude. Don't do that, bro. Um. All right. Um. Here's a good one. Um, a penguin walks through the door right now wearing a sombrero. Waddles. Waddles. Uh, what does he say and why is he here?
3: Penguin doesn't say anything because penguins don't speak. Okay. Um, but he's here because we probably, I mean.
1: So in my mind, he walks in, he goes, What's up, bitches? It's Cinco de Mayo. <laughs>
0: I want to know where the f- my question would be where, where the, the, fuck the fuck did you get these questions? I mean, yeah, you the random, these questions I told you
2: they're random as fuck alright we're going to move on to like, but actual- like when you were sitting in bed last night were you like that's the question this is Paul's ask, like the penguin brain, brain suit. because came out of his one. head yeah. he
0: like randomly went on Twitter and just printed out yeah. <laughs> you search dumb tweets <laughs> Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. So another uh, article
1: in Housing Wire is low mortgage rates may drive home purchase lending to uh, 14-year high. Right? So like we were saying going into this spring that it was going to be a a pretty hot spring. Uh, I think we all agreed it was going to be like good. But because now that, I mean, rates are really low. I mean, comparatively speaking, we thought they were going to go up to like 5% at one point. We talked to Bob Walters. He was in our uh, in our podcast. He's like, yeah, I see them around you know, 4.5, 5%. Like we were already talking about that. I mean, he even said over five, but like we're at like four and a quarter, 4.3, four and, a half, and that's like, it's been pretty stable there, mm-hmm. which I think people are hearing that and they're like, man, I should get in. Like if I'm going to buy, I should buy now because the price of
3: money is so cheap, I disagree. I think that base, the whole basis of that article is bullshit. Okay. Wow. I I don't think rates have anything to do or very, very, very little to do with home purchase activity. Very Mm, little. Now, if it said, if if it said the refi lending, it would drive refi lending. Yeah, I would agree with that. Purchase lending. It's more emotional. It's uh, the, you're, the rate might have it's a side effect, but the reason you're buying a house is not because of the because money's cheap because rates are low. You're buying a house for an emotional reason or a need that you need to move somewhere. You're not buying because rates are low. It's bullshit.
2: Really? Yeah. To an extent, he's right. I mean, an interest rate from four and a quarter to four seven five, you don't really feel the difference. Okay. But well, let's say rates go up to seven and a half percent, then you're going to see a shuts difference. the market. What are you
1: talking down. about? You don't think so?
3: No.
2: Especially with house
1: When someone's like, I need to buy a house. They're not like,
3: oh, rates are too high, I can't buy a house. No, no. They're like, I need to buy a house. Here's
1: where you're stupid. I'm going to explain to you why you're stupid. So here's where it it does affect people. I'm in my house. Because they can borrow more. No, shut up. What I'm saying (laughs) is basically, if I'm living in a house right now, and I have a 3.875 interest rate, and rates there are 5.5%, is that going to entice me to move to a new house and pay more on my money? Or do I keep the house that I have and renovate it and live in that one? You don't think that has
3: any bearing? I said very, very little. I think you're wrong. It's it's so little, it's unreal. You're, you're like, paying it over 30 years. Nobody really well, thinks. Just, no, that's not the reason someone buys or sells a house is because uh, of the interest rate. How that's many transactions
2: have you written, though, where your DTI is between 40 and 50 percent? A, sh- I mean, it a lot, yeah. Right, yeah. it happens. Well, that forty-three percent is now fifty-three percent if rates go to seven. Well, there's just a, there's percent, a ton you of you know different mean? factors, so right? I mean, if rates rated, go that high, people, in, you know, the income for the average American will probably however, increase with if, that. So it's all relative. I'm but. saying
3: the rates. It says rates may drive home purchase lending. Rates are not driving the purchase lending. Rates are not driving it. I think to a degree not, there's some conception that it, I mean I don't or agree.
0: perception amongst buyers that. Now is a better time to buy while rates are still low, especially saying that they're going to go up probably next year. But ultimately, you know, uh, if rates were seven and a half, values are probably up too. Right. You know, so.
3: People are still going to be buying houses. There's an opportunity for
0: people to cash out like they just did, you know. But I guess the difference is in 2008, right, rates were higher than they are now. And values are flip-flopped to two. I mean, whoa. The average rate probably in two thousand nine was what, like five, five and, and a half. Two thousand nine? No, no, that was after the crash, right? But even then, I mean, it was about five yeah, and a half. It didn't crash right away. Two thousand
2: nine?
1: Yeah,
0: wrong. I'll bet you. I'll bet you a hundred bucks right now. Uh, I saw a rate sheet up, from two thousand nine that was like they're up there. But either way, I'm back checking. Hey Google, check but, right what was the average rate in on June first, two thousand nine? I'm looking or it up. You do guys, do yeah. the first, the uh, December 31st, 2009. Let me see here. I'm okay. going to tell you right now. 30 or 6
1: months, Here we go. Freddie Mac. Uh, 2009. Oh, sh- it's not on. Oh, here we go.
3: This is a great radio.
1: Hold on. I mean, I'm just, you, I mean, we got to figure this out now, right? We, we what can. What month? What month? Anyway, do December 2009. December 2009. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because I think everything crashed in October of. Fuck, five and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. rates have, Chad, crashed, you just got 100 bucks. And wow. then they came okay, down. It's they said 5.5. Venmo, really the, Venmo that shit. They got the lowest right. probably in what, 2012, 2013? And then slowly have risen from low threes to where they're at now, four and a quarter. It's right? still really it low. Might even, so, it might even but there's and too and many half, factors. Again, or... you know, everyone's speculating on what's going to happen. You don't know. No. Otherwise, you would have $10 million. You wouldn't even have to play the lottery. The, so ultimately, live in the now. Right. And if you're a buyer, live in the now, and if you have to make a decision for your family, do it. Right. If it doesn't make sense, don't. If you're an investor, that might make a difference. You know, higher rates could uh, spur a downturn in. People investing, buying properties, right? They may. I like them, may higher rates. Them. I think you and I are yeah. both of the
1: same on. I like higher rates because I think you know it alleviates some of the stupid competition out there because
0: you can trip and fall onto a loan right now for us for, for yeah. our industry, right? No, tons of people are killing it, right? Tons of refis, right? Yeah. But again, the, if you set up your business on a market based, you know, move, you're you're going to go up and you're going to go down, and that's and just live not and the die way to do it, it of to everyone's point, you know, if you have to buy a house, you have to buy a house, and six and a half percent isn't going to stop you. And you can always refi. So ultimately, you know, uh, in this business, you just got to focus on what you know is going to last. And if you can survive in that, then you're good. I think what what's most important is jobs. If we, if we have jobs, people are going to buy houses.
1: I think that's way like the the jobs reports and and employment report. Like those numbers are to me like absolutely important. Like it doesn't matter if like the stock market tanks or whatever happens in the market. It, as
3: long as there's jobs, we're fine. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as there's humans, a basic human need is shelter. <laughs>
2: I agree with it, but I think the numbers that we read are skewed to an extent, too. I don't know what's what, what do you mean, skewed? Well, they're, they're not accurate, you know what I mean? So granted, like we graded, what, 110,000 jobs this last month or whatever the report came out at, but I'm saying like the unemployment numbers, those are skewed. But, yeah, they're, they're, always they're, but they're always
3: skewed hard But they're always skewed. So it's a
2: but consistent it's a skewage. Correct.
1: Skewage. <laughs> Is that a it's word? It's, it's skewage. It's, it's a consistent skewage. So it's right. skewed all the time. So what do you Let's mean? What? What are you doing?
3: I'm reading your notes. So.
1: I was going to talk about the, this, this other lender that I got this little thing called the 10 commandments of buying a home. And I was going to go through them because they're like, like if like someone gave this to me and I was like buying a house, I'd be like, why are you talking down to me right now? Like, I think it was just ridiculous, but I don't think we need to go through it. I I don't think it's boring.
3: Yeah. I don't really like the 10 commandments. That's just me personally. Yeah. What? Are you like a atheist? Yeah. We don't have to get into it. It's fine. Why not? I mean,
1: are you an atheist? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Going to hell. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) Jessica liked that. Jessica's like, Oh boy, I mean, it's kind of hilarious. I mean, he's going to hell, right? Have you ever read? I mean, mean, that would suck to be an atheist and then like get up to like you die, right? And all of a sudden they're like, Oh, yeah, you didn't believe in this, did you? See Uh, ya. I think it sucks more I'm going to err on the
2: side of caution and just like be like, all right, dude, we're good.
3: <laughs> I think it sucks more to blindly believe in a document that you've never actually fully read. And if you did read, you'd f- find it preposterous.
2: But you're not an atheist. <laughs> you believe in a higher power because you have morals, right? Yeah, I'd say
1: so. I'm more agnostic. This is a real estate show, guys. Yeah, what are we talking well, about? You're the host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So just so everybody knows, like today's show, like we had another guest lined up and we we're like, okay, well, they, they can't do the show. What are we going to do? And this is what you get. We'll just
3: go bullshit for a while. Yeah,
1: we're just like literally like bullshitting. Pronounce like some that. good
0: questions. I mean,
1: I don't understand why you don't like the questions. A cat walks
0: in with sombrero. Yeah. It was a, it it
1: was was a penguin, penguin. <laughs> fucker. It was a penguin
2: waddling with a sombrero.
1: I <laughs> mean, I mean, don't you think you would say? Don't you think you'd say, "What's up, bitches"? At Cinco de Mayo?
2: No, I don't think a nah, penguin man. would say anything. Where's my tequila? That's what you think you would say? No, I don't think. I don't think this would ever happen. Ever yeah. in a world, you guys are just assholes.
3: <laughs> so here's a question for you guys: At what point? So we had we had a pretty good um, no first year in business, right? Or yeah, it hasn't I mean, even been a full year yet. But this Saturday, I was guess, our, eight was months a- or whatever it was last year, we had, we were pretty good. Right. Um, at what point?
2: Thirteenth of this month.
3: Do after at what point annually, in, as far as uh, m- m- units or volume, close or revenue, whatever you want to measure by? Do we all say? We accomplish something. Let's uh, let's go celebrate. Let's 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 all go somewhere together. Do something to celebrate. Like at wow, what point do we feel like do about
1: five o'clock every afternoon? Uh, I, don't <laughs> don't, don't, I mean, the, we go to the rock. No, every,
3: not just like the little daily wins or whatever. Like a real like over an annual period. Like if I pers- if I
1: think we close a hundred loans on average for twelve months in a row, I think that is a that is my number in my head. If we can do a hundred loans, we're like almost halfway there. But like if we could do a hundred loans a month for twelve months. <laughs> That's a pretty good accomplishment from where we where we, where we started and where we are and who we are. I mean, we're twelve months in, and I'm really proud of what we've done. Yeah. But like, but then at the same time, had you told me we were here where we're at today when we started this, I'd be like, man, we should be celebrating now, right? So like, it's yeah. like when you get there, it's like this is bu- this is bullshit. We're not doing enough, right? So it's always like, what's the next number? All right. I agree with that. All right. The trick is for me, for us, I think as a company now is actually being able to grow people. At the company and create wealth for the people like that work with us. Like those people, once I see start seeing like, and we have some people, but like once we start seeing like some of our guys and girls, like like killing it and making great money and like doing all that stuff, and we have multiples of those. That's when I'm going to feel really really good because I want to see other people gain wealth from the hard work that we're putting. That, out. That was kind of mine too. That was that was yeah. your thing. Yeah,
2: he put it on a tee and you just kind of jumped. Just in I did and it, hit right? it right.
1: Yeah, Sal, so what about
0: you? I don't know, man. There's a lot we got to work on.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. so
0: it's, uh, again, 30 to 90 day goals, right? Right. So mine is closing 50 a month each or not each, but, you know, total in the summer. Yeah. You know, that'll, that'll get us where we want to be.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, look, being, <laughs> an entre- being an entrepreneur is like, I like, I'm so proud that we all did it, but it, it is, there's a, there's no safety nuts in what we do, man. And anybody out there that's like thinking about opening their own business or deciding to do it, I will tell you that it's the most gratifying thing in the world to do, but it's scary as shit. And you should contact a
3: legal representation. You need
1: to have legal representation very early on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Billy Clunas. This whole show is dedicated to Billy. I know. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Billy's the best. Gotta take it full circle. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. I mean, that's that's pretty much all I had, I think. Oh, uh, Quicken... It's still fighting with the DOJ. Uh, They're 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 actually going to like they've got a trial date set. They're trying to mediate it. It's been four years. Uh, They were getting clipped for the whole FHA for millions. Uh, they were actually one of the few companies actually were like fuck you, we're gonna fight you, which I kind of commended that because the DOJ like is kind of coming after them for like bullshit. Because actually, I worked at Quicken. And they're they're one of the more, more high and tight companies as far as like regulation and doing stuff like that. They're pretty like mindful. They've got really good lawyers, and I know Dan. He's like he doesn't like back down from a lot of things. Um, but you know they're gonna pay out money. They're gonna go to mediation. There's gonna be some money paid out. This and that other, like, Homebird, what is the, the company that they had? The Canary, the House Canary house thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, that lawsuit, they just got hammered for $750 million on that. That's a
2: lot of money, dude. Could you imagine getting hammered for $750 million? Do they carry, like, a, a bond or a surety bond to insure that, or is that, like— No, bro. Who knows?
0: Oh, I mean,
1: I don't, mean think, I don't think— You know, you do. just
0: see the headlines, so, yeah, who knows right. what the fuck is going on, right? They're, I mean, they're a huge company. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're huge. I don't think people realize how big Quicken is. Or even the even the whole like like Dan Gilbert like like thing like the Detroit thing like
0: like it, it's fucking massive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know at least per again reports which well no even verify being there truly, office, but you know he's got more uh, money than Trump, right? You said that the other day. It's kind of uh, kind of nuts, but there's, I mean, shit. Uh, Jeff Bezos' wife just, you know. Five-folded what he has. Yeah, dude. In a divorce yeah. settlement. There's always right? someone bigger. So right? whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy about Dan? And I have a lot of respect for him because he literally started his mortgage company with 5Gs,
2: dude.
1: 5Gs. Yeah. And when I started the company, he actually talked to our whole group and kind of gave us his mindset. And like, I'm, I remember like our class was the biggest class. There was like 30 loan officers that were starting. And his story, it, like his mindset was so different than anybody. And it, it isn't a mistake that he got to where he's at. Like, he's I don't A pioneer. That's dude, he thought. was a bad dude. He created this thing called Mortgage in a Box and like branded it and everything he did was branded and he created good culture and he and he had these ideas like one of the things that always stuck out to me that he always said was, uh, if you save a penny, it's a penny. Like don't he, he's like and then and he's like, Let me explain what that means. He, this was his thing that he goes, he goes, You need a new dishwasher or a new washer or dryer. He's like, Are you gonna spend three days going to every place or going online and going searching for the cheapest washer or dryer? Do you have that much time? And if you do you're probably not doing the right things. Go buy your washer and dryer and and the the, the extra hundred bucks you're going to spend. You, that time is way more valuable to you. Opportunity. That costs. always stuck with me, man. It's like, it just, just go and and make more. A penny is a penny, dude. Right? It's true. Think yeah. about that. Sal has just been on the phone the whole time. We've all been. What, you, what, are, what are you doing? Who well, are you talking to? Lots of people. Lots of people. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah, I was just, I was always very, very impressed and a lot of people like this shit on quicken but nobody gave that dude anything like you know what i mean like he created something he created something i remember when when like i worked there initially um when you called a client like now everybody knows that you can do a mortgage online back then people were like what do you mean like people like do mortgages on the internet the internet was so new when i was there in 2003 and not only that you would call people on the phone and you would have to, you know, you'd say, "Hey, we're gonna do your mortgage. You've got to give me five hundred dollars, and then, you know, we'll might give you like we'll give you a mortgage." And they're like, "It's, it's such an intangible product, right?" So it's a very hard thing. And on top of that, when you called people and said, "Hey, this is Paul from Quicken Loans," nobody knew who the fuck you were.
2: And then you got to hang the phone up, plug into the Ethernet, so we can actually send the application.
1: Well, yeah, it was funny because they had and... just stopped doing like paper, at- like it was crazy, <laughs> like it was crazy, dude. Like, it, it, like what he built. And what he is building is pretty impressive. Now, obviously, I don't think it's the best vehicle today to do a purchase transaction, but that's my own bias because it's just it's much more intricate and they haven't figured that part out, in my my opinion. Although they are changing the queue in Cleveland, it's going to be Rocket uh, Arena now. They're changing like everything that. to Rocket. It's weird.
0: Yeah. Well, We're I mean, all you know, all a lot of people are in the mortgage business, especially locally, which, you know, there's like three mortgage powerhouse states right. probably, Right michigan texas and uh california right okay. where most lenders are well you got carolinas too that have a lot of banks yeah. down there yeah but as far as like large national powerhouses yeah right? yeah you that's, got Lone depot out on the out west you've california, got california you've got you know what's in texas what about new york all the City? warehouse banks oh yeah true true true, true you true. know yeah. and then uh in michigan you've got flagstar quick and you know united wholesale so uh but a lot of that, right, and a lot of lending has been spurred off of the innovations of, of the past, right, with Quicken and their technology and e-signing and this and that. So, you know, whether or not um, they're the best way to do it, right, people have reinvented the wheel and, you know, you've got uh, UWM, which killed it on the broker side. But that it's only like five, six years old of them mm-hmm. really taking, you know – yeah. Uh, charge. so who knows? I mean, they could spur someone else with what they've done to create a better wholesale lender, right? right? Yeah. It, so it's the future is unknown, but it, it is crazy stuff.
1: It's 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 pretty wild, man. And like, I don't think I don't know if people out there that listen to this show understand. Michigan actually, or Detroit, the Detroit area, has some really big like mortgage powerhouse, like Quicken's here. Number one retail lender in the country. United Wholesale, number one wholesale lender in the country. You've got Flagstar, one of the biggest, bigger bank lenders in the country. You've got all these different, like, like the mortgage industry is a big part of what we do here in the local, local economy, which is interesting that that, I believe, me personally, that that was spurred by having a huge conglomerate like Quicken and all these offshoots are happening, right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right? There's so much. Like, I couldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for me going through that process of living through that
0: uh, being uh, a Who would have known growing up you'd be a loan officer Nobody. i didn't even know what a fucking mortgage was dude (laughs) like when i thought loan officer before first off i didn't know what loan officer was but then when i like heard what it is i'm like isn't that just like a dude who sits in a cubicle at chase right right." you know and yes that's true at chase right yeah yeah. it's kind of what you do and you know you come people come in they get a mortgage and you don't really realize how much of a business is just like you know uh When we had some other guests on here talking about different ways to make money in real estate and, you know, a lot of people don't understand, like, what it is, right? Mm -hmm. And people ask, how do you get paid? Oh, yeah. Right? Right? Because there's no fees. Well, they don't realize the whole back end of, you know, buying, selling it, servicing right, securitizing the mortgage and all the money that is made off of a mortgage. It's kind of crazy, right? There's a a thousand ways to make money. But it's a beautiful thing because, you know, of course, yes, there's a lot of money to be made in it. um, But uh there's also a lot of money to lend out which allows everyone to buy a house
1: yes yeah. so i was going to go into that so if you go to europe you go to greece and, and where i'm from uh i've got family there and you want to buy a house getting a mortgage <laughs> isn't like a getting a mortgage here dude you it's very few people can get a mortgage a lot of people just pay
0: cash or get like a private money like it's very hard to buy real estate in like, other countries you imagine buying a house in like the 1820s right like you probably killed the dude for the land out west, or something, right? <laughs> or you paid, you did a deed and you worked it off, or whatever. I don't know. But, uh, well, the,
1: back then you'd walk into the bank and then, like, you'd have one guy literally say yes or no to you because he was making a judgment call. Right. Right. And some of them lost their asses because that guy that they lent the money to was, was uh, a deadbeat and they didn't, they, right. like, they couldn't afford but, to lose You know, their a ass.
0: lot of them were probably farmers and whatnot too. Yeah. You know, and then there was essentially in the cities, you'd have to imagine, you know, large or, you know, the the amount of people who owned the land were a lot less than it is now, right? They've been able to parcel those off and, you know, send them to other people, but there's probably people who owned whole city blocks and now it's, you know, 30 landlords owning one block and then they sell their units to people and it's hundreds of people now owning all that land. Yeah. It's kind of cool. And I think our society
1: is really jaded with how easy they believe getting a mortgage is and they don't understand the, the, the gravity that they're borrowing, someone is giving them, they, they don't understand this, and I think that it's important. Like, let's say you buy a $300,000 house. You, you're putting 5% down, and you know, you're know you finding, what is that, uh, what is that, 95, 95, 1,8, 1,90, right? Right? 5% on 300K? You're borrowing That's 285, 285, right? sorry. 15 grand. Oh, Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I was doing 200, sorry. So so someone's giving you $285,000, and then you get, you get upset because we need a pay stub?
0: <laughs> yeah, it can be. Uh, you know, well, why don't you, you know? You see my W twos, or you see what the money I got in the bank. Blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, don't you know nice. who
1: I am? Nobody gives a fuck. You know, well,
0: you're putting 15k down, right? But and you've got 60 in the bank. Whether well, you're putting 15k,
2: but or let's let's talk about K, it, right? He like, hey, well, I've stuff. got
0: you know 60 grand in the bank. That's nice, but that's only four years of payments, right? You man. know, if you can't prove your income,
1: nobody cares. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like it's 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 someone's lending you a shit ton of money. So when I ask well, you for a pay stub, dude, just give me the fucking pay stub.
0: Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I mean it can be uh, maybe frustrating you're not,
2: and maybe you're not explaining it to them some people correctly. though. Will do anything yeah, they can, which about is that. nice, right? What's but, that? Uh,
0: yeah, it's most
1: people do. I'm just you know I'm just saying. Uh, there I'm, is oh, a I just radar.
0: had to ask someone. You know their W twos were huge. Right, and the one, the but it's not broken out on your W two, your base pay, your overtime pay, your commission, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, you could be guaranteed, you know, twenty grand, and get a discretionary bonus because your company killed it for a hundred grand, right? Mm-hmm. It's like okay, yeah, made one hundred twenty grand, but eighty of that's not guaranteed. So the underwriters really need to analyze it because again, right. the only way that we can keep this mo- money moving at such a large amount for people is being able to sell it. And have report performing assets that investors can invest in. Right. right? If, if all these assets if, are performing, it's going to. Yeah, gonna they're going to say, well, well, we're not yeah, investing in that anymore. Well, where's the money come from? Right? right. Well, it comes from here, it comes from the Fed. And, you know, the way they make their money, it's not necessarily guaranteed forever. Right. Yeah. Right. So,
1: and don't get mad because you started your business eight months ago and you're killing it and we can't give you a loan because you like historically, like it's an overview of everything, right? So, if the if the if the they're all percentages, right? If 50% of new businesses fail, right? And you just started your business, there's a 50% chance you're gonna fail, right? So, like, lending money to that person is a dangerous prospect. So, just because you're doing well. It, the, these rules are blanket statements and they're not individualized. So don't get upset. These are just the rules that we have to abide by. Now, when you have a good team, those people can navigate those rules and make things happen, but there are certain things that just cannot happen, right? I can't get over certain things, right? So there's, there's, there's some things that are just
0: DOA. Yeah, And you know, it is kind of crazy. Like we get the, I don't want to call it luxury, but it, we get the, the cool experience, I guess, of seeing all these different types of businesses, how they run. And especially on self-employed, it's like, well, you learn so much more about how someone does something, right? Sometimes you look at a tax return and it's just for accounting purposes, right? Just the way it's all set up and like yeah. they make way more money. Mm-hmm. Other times it's just straight up; they don't write much off, and it's like, oh, you know, this is this is great. You show a ton of income, but to get that income, you need to spend a million bucks, right? Mm-hmm. You got all these investors, mortgage notes payable, like. You Know the, the larger the investment, probably the higher chance of failure just because you have so much to live up to to pay your nut. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's it's a interesting, it's not black and white, our business is, is really complicated, but only takes two years. I mean, you shouldn't be thinking about buying a, a house, probably being self employed. I mean, unless you have one, right? And you're making right. like, I can't refi my house right now, I can't either. I
1: wish so I, I could, either. Yeah, yeah, we all, none of us, I'd can. lower my rate, but I can't. Yeah, dude. Chad just did. Chad I, did. I just yeah. did. Timing was impeccable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so everybody knows, Chad refinances <laughs> house. He closes and the rates drop like a full half percent <laughs> after <Yeah>. that. <laughs> if Chad had Massive no luck, like, Chad has the worst luck. It's hilarious, dude. It's timing. Ty, uh, your timing yeah. is horrible. <laughs> like, all right, guys. That was our show. It was fun. I mean, obviously, we're going to have some more guests coming in forward uh, from here, but uh, I do like us getting together like this and kind of having an open forum. I think the audience like, would like, you know, I think that getting to know us is a little bit nice. That's fun. Yeah. I think
0: someone else, you know, picks your uh, 20 questions next time. Well, dude, yeah, you got, I brutal. told why no, that, you, why don't well, you do it? next time, because you own the podcast. Yeah. I own the podcast.
1: You get yeah, all offended it. when anyone else no. asks anybody. That's what no, you, you said I, you own it. So Brad asked me, he goes, what are we going to talk about today? I go, whatever you want, dude. He goes, well, what are you going to talk about? I go, well, f- figure it out. You come up with something. He goes, <laughs> yeah, no.
3: super defensive he, about because it. Because I got to do it all.
1: And then he's like, no, I'm not doing it. Whatever. Jessica, thank you so much for everything that you do. Uh, mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. I know that you like 11 a.m. start times way better. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's 9 a.m. <laughs> it's not like it's 7. I know. You know? I know. I know. I know. But, uh, <laughs> hopefully the weather gets nicer. So thank you, everyone that's listening to the show. Obviously, go to IREpodcast.com. Go to Podcast Detroit. Anywhere you get your uh, your podcast, we'll be there. We love all the support. If you have questions or anything, reach out to us. We love hearing them. And if you if you want to know something about us, let us know. And if you hate us, I'd like to hear that, too. I'd like to know why. I know a lot of people hate Brad. All right, guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at IREpodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts
3: are available.
0: All right. Chuckle con. -con. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm back. She's back. back. And Nora. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I,
2: you're highlighting it Monday. I, I cannot know. wait. I